Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Kristen Butler. Kristen had a near-death experience where she could sense that angels and guides were with her, and today we're going to learn about it. Kristen, thank you very much for being our guest today, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. If you don't mind, let's just start on the day that it happened and go from there. Okay, well, um, it was in October. I think it was 28th, October 28th. Um, I had just kind of been having a normal day. Um, and I was helping a friend of mine with her trailer. She had lost power to it. So we were out at like her, the power box part of the trailer, kind of looking at stuff and there was rocks. So it was not like thin gravel, but you know, like big, big rocks kind of just around. And, um, I was wearing flip-flops cause it was still kind of warm for October here in California. And I was, I went to step back and I lost my footing. And whenever I went to step back again, so I didn't fall, I actually stepped on a large drinking glass, like a really thick one. And I stepped on it right in the middle and right in the middle of my foot. So it didn't even hit my flip-flop I was wearing. My flip-flop head went sideways. And so it slashed right into my foot. And I had at least a three inch or about two inch gash into my foot. And I started losing blood. Um, I hopped around and I found something to shake off and try to wrap my foot. And I thought it was going to be like no big deal. And about, I'd say, I mean, it was bleeding quite profusely. And um, I started getting really woozy and feeling very, very tired. And so I called the ambulance and they showed up and I was just kind of sitting there kind of very lethargic. And they told me that they could not transport me to the ER because I had my toddler son with me and it was like a liability risk or something like that. Kind of, that's what they had told me. And I told them, well, what am I supposed to do? I feel really not right. And they said, well, you need to get to the ER as soon as possible. And I said, well, that's why I kind of called you guys. They're like, well, we can't transport you. So you need to find a way. You need to get there as soon as possible. And um, so I just kind of sat there after they left. And uh, they had kind of bandaged up my foot. It was still bleeding. um, But they had kind of wrapped it and put a bandage around it. And I remember sitting on the front porch. My son was playing in the dirt because I still didn't have nobody to to come and help me with him. And I remember looking at the sunset and I remember thinking about how beautiful it was. And I felt like it was going to be like my last one I ever saw. I remember looking at my son playing in the dirt and I was praying that, you know, or just like kind of talking to God and saying how much I loved him and how I didn't want it to be the end. 
Um, I did go and take my son inside because I was very, very tired. I was very lethargic and I just needed to lay down. And so I did, I laid down with my son and, um, it was then like a lot of people have tried to tell, tell me that this was just a dream. And I know it wasn't just a dream, uh, but it was during that time in the night that my near-death experience happened. Um, I remember being outside of my body. I could hear calls. Like, I don't know. I think it was spirits calling to me. Um, I could hear screams of torment. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know, where am I, what's going on? And then with the feeling I was having with the screams that I of torment that I was hearing, um, I was like, God, you promised to never leave me nor forsake me. And like a hand reaching down into that place and grabbing me by the collar, I like shot straight up and light exploded around me and through me. I felt like I was one with it. Um, and I was filled with so much love. And during that time um, is whenever I could sense my guides or spirits around me um, that were of positive uh, light. And um, I also remember I was in like a waiting room. I don't know how to describe it because it wasn't like there was a sign saying waiting room, you know, but I was just in this space of, of love, just so full of love. And there was a discussion going on about me. Um, and also during that time of my, of whenever I was in that spot, I had like a life review. I remember um, planning this life. I remember planning it with a, a council. I know we were standing like around like a table of sort. I don't, it's very, it wasn't too clear to me. It was clear to me then, but it's really hard for me to put into words to describe what it was. And I remember planning this life and planning to come here. And all of that was being discussed as I was waiting and experiencing my life review. And um, it was then determined that I was to be sent back. Um, I didn't have the choice. They didn't consult with me and ask me if I wanted to come back or if I wanted to stay. It was decided that I was to come back, um, that I had not fulfilled something or some things that was in my, in the plan of whenever I, I had planned my life. And so I was sent back during that time in that waiting room. I still felt, I still remembered my son, my toddler son. I was the only one that, that ha I was there to care for him. And I feel like that was one of the reasons why I was sent back was because of what his plan had been on coming and being my son here. And so um, it was like, bam, like an instant. And I was slammed back in my body after it was uh, decided that I was to come back. And it felt like, I don't even know what it felt like, but I mean, it, it was, it was like I was being slammed back into my body and I just like awoke and I could feel it in my chest. And it was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm alive. I'm, I'm awake. And um, I turn and look and my, my toddler son's sitting there sleeping next to me. And I just felt so full of love, um, overflowing with it. 
And um, so then I did have somebody that was there at the house that could uh, watch my son while I went to the ER. Um, I actually went to an urgent care first and they said they actually called an ambulance and transported me to the ER in an ambulance um, because the laceration laceration was still that severe. And I remember riding in the ambulance and like, I felt like there was just light all around me. Um, I didn't feel lethargic anymore. I felt full of life. Um, and I felt connected to everything, to everyone I was speaking to, everything. And I know I got to the hospital and um, they couldn't do stitches because it had been over eight hours. Uh, they wanted to admit me to uh, check my blood levels and see if I needed a transfusion because I had lost so much blood. However, I had already been there about three, four hours at that point. And I told him, no, I can't be admitted because I have to get back to my son. Uh, the person that was watching him actually had to go to work. And so I had to get home. And so I got home. I got a ride and got home. And uh, that, in a nutshell, is my experience. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. When you were in the waiting room and around the time of your life review and it was being decided that whether you were going to come back or not, was that when you were in contact with your guides and angels? I would believe so. I believe that my guides and angels actually um, was one of the reasons why I uh, was there waiting for me when I got into the light. Like after I said, you know, it was written that I would never be left nor forsaken. And I was yanked out of that. I, it was like a hellish part of my NDE. And um, I was yanked out of that darkness and that part. And the light exploded. And that's whenever I felt my angels and my guides around me. What did the waiting room look like? <laughs> um, like I said, it wasn't a typical waiting room. It mm -hmm. was just like a place of all white. Mm -hmm. It was all white. And uh, it did feel like it was a room, though. It, mm -hmm. it didn't. It felt like there was like some endings, like there had to have been walls around me. Because it felt like the conversation was going on in the next room about what, like what to do with me, if this was going to be the end or if I was going to come back. That's interesting. I was hoping you were going to say it was one of those Greek Romanesque type of rooms because sometimes <laughs> people go there, but it sounds like okay. it's more of like a modern room, but just very bright and white, right? It was very bright. Very bright. Like I said, during that time, I was also experiencing my life review. So I didn't really take a look around at the room, but I know that there was a conversation going on outside of it about me. Do you have any idea of what you're supposed to accomplish while you're down here? To help other people, I have um, an, an innate gift to be able to help others. Um, and I know that there's people that's meant to cross my path for a reason in the future, as well as in the, uh, my whole life that I am supposed to help in some way or other hmm. that will keep them here, that will help them fulfill what their plan is. Hopefully this video indirectly have thousands of people cross your path that you're helping. I hope so. That's, uh, that's my goal. That's my total. That's yeah, that's my goal now. 
is to help as many people as I can through my experience and through my education. Uh, I am also a psychology major. Um, whenever I first came back from my experience, I had a lot of people thinking I was crazy um, because I wanted to share it with everybody, mm-hmm. you know, everybody around me. I wanted to share it. I wanted to tell people of the love of this, of that. And people really thought I was off my rocker. And so I stopped talking about it. And um, thankfully, I had came across the near-death experiences group on Facebook. And um, after being a part of that group, I feel like that was a godsend for me. You know, uh, like my guides are like I was spiritually guided that way to be able to find that group. And it's through that group that I have gained, I guess, confidence in my experience and also confidence in myself to not let the naysayers and people that don't believe or have never experienced it tell me what my experience was because I know I experienced something extremely profound. Yeah, it's a fantastic group with a lot of really good people there. And the the admins of it are awesome. I agree. I kind of live in a bubble because I do this almost every day. So it's kind of weird for me to think about people not being interested in NDEs. I think a lot of people actually have experienced that after their near-death experience is people telling them, no, you're crazy or you were imagining it or you're dreaming or there's just no way. And the group really helps people find support in Mm -hmm. their experience. You feel like you got a gift of helping people. Do you have any other abilities that you didn't have before? I have always been very empathic um, and had a very strong intuition. However, I never trusted in it as I do now. Um, Afterwards, after my experience, I know to trust myself and to trust my intuition and the things that I'm feeling. And I want to say that I get told because sometimes I have like a, just this knowing sense of things. And, um, I know now to trust in that and not double guess myself or argue against myself on those things. We were speaking before the recording and you mentioned that you got smarter after the NDE. Are there any other changes or any other things that you noticed about you after your experience? I have less pain than I have ever had in my life. Um, I have uh, a ruptured disc in my neck. I've had a broken back and um, I've had a lot of pain in my life. And so after my experience, uh, a lot of that pain has been gone. It, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, It has, it totally went away. Um, I feel freer. I feel lighter. Uh, I'm not as um, bogged down or weighed down by certain traumas that I've had in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I feel like my experience, I was able to release those traumas and come back, uh, a better version of myself. You know, I'm still me, but I am like a new and improved me. I have such clarity in life about, um, many things, you know, I'm not as 
I had a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and that I held on to. And I don't have that anymore. I don't have like that instant thought of, oh, well, this happened to me. And so this is why I do what I do. Or this happened to me. So I'm going to react this way. I am so, it's so much easier for me to love others and to understand where others are coming from. Initially, after your experience, did you notice like when you'd go to the grocery store or something that you just loved everybody? Yes. I love everybody. Yes. I feel like I know people. I feel like I know people. For me, I felt like connected to everybody, like I said, and loved and love for everybody. But I feel like I can meet somebody and I feel like I know them already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like I've known them before. I feel like uh, we're connected on a soul level. And it's amazing to me because before my experience, I had a severe social anxiety. Like I couldn't really go into large crowds or large places. Um, but that was because of a trauma that had happened to me. I had been stalked mm-hmm. by uh a former boyfriend of mine. And so it was very hard for me to be in large crowds. Now I feel, um, I feel safe. I feel protected. I feel loved. Uh, and I feel like, like I said, I, like, I know people, like I can meet someone and it's like, I feel like I know you already and I don't. And so a lot of people get kind of weirded out on me. So I try not to tell them that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is a lot easier for me to have love for people and to start conversations and to uh, listen empathetically to other people. From what you were saying, it appears to me that you're Christian. And so after your experience, has this changed your faith at all? No, actually, for me, it confirmed my faith. Um, I believe in Jesus Christ and in God. So my experience confirmed my faith in God. Um, However, I do feel that there is a lot of religious dogma that goes about in a lot of Christian theology that isn't true. Um, The religion that I'm a part of now, um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We believe that everybody on the earth is a spirit, son, or daughter of of Heavenly Father. And in my experience and what I've heard of in the group, everybody kind of gets that same feeling, you know. Um, Even if you don't believe, sometimes you go to heaven, you know. People experience the light. And so um, it's really... And I became a member after my experience. I always believed in God, but I found this church afterwards. And um, the way they believe in what they teach, I'm not saying it's 100% correct, but it is very in line with my experience. It sounds like to me, from what you were saying, that you made a contract to come here the first time. So it sounds like that you have reincarnated and come back possibly multiple times. I don't know much about the church, the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Is reincarnation part of that? It's not. However, I do believe um, in that aspect of uh, near-death experiences, what we have learned from those. Um, Like I said, the church may not have it all correct, but Mm -hmm. I know that they have a lot of the principles correct. And, um, but I do believe that there is more to the other side than what we know here and now, you know, there's a whole lot more to the other side. Um, so like we can't rule it out in my, 
opinion. We can't rule out reincarnation because there is no time on the other side. But I believe that there would have to be many earth years or generations before that could actually come to pass because uh, of our soul families and the, and the ties that are made in heaven before we come here. Have you had any negative after effects from your experience? Besides other people uh, not believing it? Right. No. No. Besides that, I actually haven't. No, I haven't. Are you afraid? Um, Well, I'm like, hold on. Whenever I first came back, I was um, like, I felt like I was halfway here and halfway there, Um, like in the spiritual realm. I did. It was like spirits. I could hear spirits talking. But it was very confusing to me. And um, so that would have been a negative effect. I know some people think of it as a positive. I know that there's some that has came back with that gift as well. Uh, But for me and trying to raise a small child, it was very hard for me to concentrate on being a mother um, as well as hear the things I was hearing. So I was actually spiritually guided to receive a blessing, which I got one from my church um, at that time and or not at that time. But now, you know, that's what actually made me want to become a member was because I received a blessing and it helped. And along with a lot of prayer, it helped those that noise that I was hearing or the voices. I don't want to say voices I was hearing because a lot of people think that that means you're crazy and it doesn't. Um, the spiritual aspect voices that I was hearing, it helped lessen those. Um, I still get a few that come through sometimes, but I had prayed that God, that it would be for God's glory. Have you told your current church about your experience? And if so, what is their opinion of it? Yes, I have. Um, I have told people of my, uh, experience and, they are awestruck by it. They believe me um, and they believe that it is uh, proof of God and of his love. Do you fear death? For me, the only aspect that I fear is um, leaving my children behind. That's the only aspect that I fear. Um, But death itself, no. Uh, and actually I have lost a few family members since my near death experience. And I know that I feel, I feel worse for the family that doesn't understand what happens on the other side than I do for losing them, because I know that they are in a better place. They're in a place of love. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm almost, I'm, I don't want to say I'm happy that they're gone because I'm not happy that they're gone, but I'm. I'm not sad that they're gone either because it it's just a transition. You know, death is but a doorway. It's not the end of who they are. What do you think inspires you about your NDE? The love, definitely the love. Um, I felt before my experience, I did not feel too much love um, in my life or in, or around me. And, um, after my experience, I was so full of love and I could feel love around me. And that has been the biggest takeaway for me. What kind of advice would you give someone who has lost somebody and they're 
and they need some type of reassurance that their loved one is okay on the other side. To know that, especially if it's a loved one that loved them, that death does not dissolve the bonds of the love that we have here. I'm like, just thinking about it. I think about my stepmom. I'm sorry. My stepmom was my mother. She's who raised me. And I had missed her so much um, before my experience. And it was so hard living without her. Uh, She was my rock. She was my best friend. And losing her to cancer uh, totally tore my world apart. And um, I had missed her so much. And then after my experience, it's like I was, I know for a fact that death does not dissolve those bonds. Um, She is looking over me. She is watching over me and she is with me always in my heart. And we will see each other again. Well, after watching this video, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or, you know, chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach you? Facebook is the best way. I'm on Facebook. Yep. Just send me a message and um, it usually goes into my uh, message request box. And whenever I see that it's there and whenever I have time, I could I will definitely uh, respond. Do you have anything you would like to promote? No, I, the only thing I would like to promote is for people to um, learn how to live in love within themselves, whatever they need to do to get there, to get there. A lot of people have negative thinking and negative thoughts that will create and attract that negativity in their life. So I hope people will learn how to let go of a lot of those things. Um, Other than that, I don't have my actual, my own actual website or anything like that, just to, to love others as much as they can. All right, Kristen. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? This life is not the end. We do go on. That's perfect. Kristen, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you so much as well. All right. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.